Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning. A couple of days ago, I ran into an old neighbor of mine. Norm is somewhat older than me, not a lot older. He's kind of a crusty old guy. Um, he has the unique ability to put more swear words into one sentence than anyone I've ever known. I mean, we're talking Olympic quality here. Um, so I ran into him down at the dock, down where I was kayaking, and multiple choice. What do you think I should have done? All right. A, made an excuse to get away. B, tell him how offensive I find him to be. C, tell him that although I'm a priest, I'm not a prude and I can cuss as well as the worst of them. Well, I want you to know I didn't do any of those things. Um, I actually know Norm fairly well because we were together for quite a long time as neighbors. Um, so we had quite a conversation. I never cussed, I want you to know. Um, we talked, but we hadn't seen each other for probably three or four years. So we, had, we just kind of caught up with each other. He asked about the parish. He knows that I'm involved here at Beaverton. Um, we had a good conversation. So today I'm going to talk about faithful presence in a less faithful world. So listen carefully, I'm gonna share some thoughts with you um, and see if this rings true for you as well. Because it's a challenge living in a culture and interfacing with people who have very different values than we have. And to know how best to respond to that and how best what God is calling us to be and to do in the midst of this culture. You don't have to be very old to remember a time when being a Christian was very respectable and it was almost expected, and it was kind of the norm. And you don't have to be very old to remember a time when our commitments as Christians and our practices were very much aligned with public policy as well. And you don't have to be very old to remember a time when if you disagreed with someone, it could be kind of a live and let live kind of an understanding. But that's changing, not all the way, but there are signs of that changing dramatically in all three of those areas. Now, in our culture, especially here in our part of Oregon, um, people are either indifferent to Christianity or outright hostile to Christianity. Oftentimes, our values, our norms, our practices don't accord at all with public policy and perhaps most disturbingly, if we disagree with something that is being done or said, it's not a live or let live. It's a believe the way I believe, or you can't work here, or you can't live here, or you can't socialize with me anymore. There can be serious consequences for choosing to be a Christian in today's world. So learning to have a faithful presence in the midst of a less faithful world is a challenge. 
I've thought of three things in my own pondering on this and praying about it in recent weeks that I think are part of our response, part of our being a faithful presence in the midst of a less faithful culture and world right now. Think about these, see if they ring true for you. First, I think the example of our own lives is really, really important. If we give in to negativity, if we get into a gloom and doom kind of a mentality, you know how those conversations can just cycle down when you get with people and you agree with them and you start moaning and groaning about everything? I don't think that helps a lot. Um, sometimes it feels good, I guess. But I don't think that's the call that God has given us. And I think as we mingle with people, and we can't just isolate ourselves, we can't all move to Wyoming or something like that. As we mingle with people, as I did with Norm, a couple of weeks ago, we had reading from Galatians with the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit are qualities that are always attractive. They're the qualities of kindness and generosity and patience and peace and joyfulness. Those kind of qualities, those have attractiveness almost across the board. And that's something we can work towards in our lives. To be quick to apologize when we know that we've done something that is less than the kind of way we're trying to live our life. To set an example of that can be a really important part of all of that. Secondly, we need to remember that we are people destined for eternal life. You've heard us say here before, this is not heaven. And part of having a faithful presence in this world is knowing clearly the answer to what has often been said, the three most important questions we need to grapple with in our lives. Why are we here? Where are we going? And how are we going to get there? Those are the big questions of life, of faith, of eternal life. And those are highly relevant questions. And they're questions that are going to help determine the choices we make and how we live this faithful presence in the midst of a world that we know is only temporary, but yet we are highly invested in this world as a preparation for all of eternity. For those of you who are basketball fans, this is what Pope Francis says about eternal life. Yours is a sport that lifts you up to the heavens because it is a sport that looks upwards towards the basket so it is a real challenge for all those who are used to living with their eyes always on the ground. I like those words. But in a sense, our culture has eyes always on the ground. We're looking just at what's right in front of us. We're looking just at what's ultimately very, very temporary. And our vision as Christians is bigger than that. It's more expansive than that. It's higher than that. It's eternal. Don't lose sight of that. That's part of being a faithful presence in a less faithful world. And finally, my third thing, I don't think we should be surprised when we run into pushback. Jesus warned us it was going to happen, and he equipped us for that. He told us that we're going to find all kinds of persecution in this world, but to not be afraid, because he has overcome the world, and he is the one who leads us beyond this world into eternal life and ultimately transforms everything in this world as well. Yes, there will be pushback and likely it's going to increase, not decrease. But we shouldn't be afraid of that and we shouldn't be surprised by that.
And that brings me to the feast that we celebrate today, the feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus knew our journey was not going to be easy, and he equipped us for that. If he thought it was going to be easy, he would have told us to just be nice and just say your prayers and you'll be fine. But instead, he pulled out these humongous ways for us to stay connected to him. The Eucharist only makes sense if he realized how urgently we need him in a concrete, physical, real way in our lives. Every time we come here, we get to receive Jesus in person, within us. That's so that we can better deal with faith, a less and less faith-filled world, and remain true to the vision of Jesus Christ. And not only does he give us the Eucharist and make it so readily available for us, but he's also given us the Holy Spirit. Remember two weeks ago with Pentecost, equipping us so that we can live boldly, clearly, effectively in the midst of this world. People, we are equipped for where we're living right now. Jesus has equipped us. We don't need to shy away. We don't need to think that somehow this is, this is just awful and we're losing out. Jesus has won the battle. And he invites us to be a part of his journey, a part of his life, and to maintain this vision that he's given us. At the end of our Mass today, in honor of this feast day, we're going to do a short benediction, just as a reminder to us of this huge gift we have in the Eucharist and how urgently important it is for us if we're going to walk as true followers of Jesus Christ, faithful presence in the midst of a less faithful world. We have a community around us of people who agree. We have sacraments. We have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. All of these equip us so that we are ready for whatever comes our way. We don't need to fold over or give in or give up, but instead we hold true to Jesus Christ with a faithful presence in the midst of a less faithful world. Does that make sense? Does that feel true to you? So in this Eucharist, let's pray for that strength. Let's pray that the Spirit will provide all that we need to live this fully. for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.